We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's for the Culture Friday, Lucky Lefty Podcast. The Noah boys are in the building. I'm your boy, Sean Davis at SD2 Mics. That dude, the original Lucky Lefty, Malik Zaire. We are brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. It is that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you're going to drink, by all means, make sure that you do so. Responsibly. You got to do it responsibly. And don't forget Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CFB Nation, in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, all of our previous shows. Like, we just put out some fire the last three days. Absolute fire. Go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, download that. Give us five stars. Man, we greatly appreciate you. And everyone that signed up already this week, we had over 100 YouTube subscriptions in the last two days left. Just in the last two days. LL Nation is growing. We greatly appreciate you. Hit the notification bell. Hit the like button. Leave comments after the show. We respond to all comments. We appreciate you guys so much. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter as well at Lucky Lefty Pod. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know we spin it different. And while you at it, respect our decisions. <laughs> yeah, all of them. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All three of them. Today, <laughs> today, we will hear from Al Golden, and we will talk about closing the gap and becoming a national championship defense. Has Notre Dame done that? Al Golden said some really interesting things. He gave some hints to which young men will probably be playing early next year. And in any class left, you get 20 to 25 kids, maybe three or four of those kids are truly going to make an impact as a freshman. Very true. So. Not many see in the field early like that, but, you know, there'll be contributors in helping the other guys get better. But that's also the effect of having a good team where we got guys that are still ready to play that's on the team now. Oh, without a doubt. And as we look at this defensive class left, 
the step forward over the last two years has been the secondary. Now, look, the safety hall, in my opinion, would have done Shula and Ben Minich and throw ben, your favorite player in the class, Brandon Hillman, in there. We're going to look at his defensive film on today left. This dude reminds me of Honey Badger so much. The way he was, the way he was used in high school. I mean, he lined yeah. up as safety. He signed, lined up single high safety. He lined up as a rover in the box. He lined up outside as a field corner, a boundary corner. It, he did everything. He literally did everything defensively other than play defensive line. And guess what, Left? If you watch his film, this is something that Notre Dame fans would like. He's That's actually right. a defensive back that knows how to properly blitz. When he blitzes, he gets home. He's hitting home. He ain't wasting no time. No, no. He knows how to time out the blitz. And that is very important because that safety fire from Notre Dame this year was real questionable sometimes, man. Tariq was nice coming out of the slot. When he was able to blitz, Clarence blitzed out of the slot a couple of times as well. But, yeah, yeah those safety fires. Ugh. I don't know. They weren't successful getting home as much or as much as we would have liked them to. That's right. All right, so let's go down. How would you grade the defensive line, Hall? You got Armel Mookum, Ubicard Traore, Devin Houston, Brennan Vernon. Uh, I'll give it a nice B minus just because of the guys that we had and we end up missing out on. And it might be one of the weaker parts of the class uh, just because of the people we lost and could have had, which would made the best in the class. So um, I think it's a group that can be great to push the guys in front of them and also be a, a good group you know, three, four years down the line, uh, depending on how they develop and stay in it. I don't think there's any knockout superstars in that group, if that's what, if that's how I can say it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I would stick with that. I'll stick with that left. That's fair. That's fair because you don't have the home run that a Keon Keeley would have been to bump it up to an A. Right, That's so right. I drop it down a letter grade, and you know, some of those guys are developmental. So yeah, the B minus is fair left. I can rock with that. And Al Golden, you know, he met with the media, and he was discussing, you know, how he felt about his defensive line hall, and uh, the expectations. That's to compete uh, early, and that's going to be important, uh, obviously, for the depth. Um, you know, Bubakar. You know, length, um, you know, rangy, um, you know, probably in that 240 range right now. And uh, at some point here, we'll, we'll get him up to 55, 60, I'm sure. Um, you know, uh, uh, Brennan brings, uh, you, know, uh, you know, physical assets. Uh, he's strong. He's tough. He's a competitor. Um, you know, uh, Devin is another guy that brings size inside. Uh, Mookum, strength. Um, you know, so again, I, I, just overall, I'm, I'm excited about that group and, and, and anxious to get them here and get them going. The fact yeah, that you I mean, mentioned, go ahead, Left. I'm sorry. You got it. No, just the fact you can take it from here. The fact that he mentioned that I, I didn't think that he, we would hear anybody talking about the D line group getting in early and making an impact. The fact that he mentioned that is very encouraging. I can tell you this. Bubakar Traore is going to be a dude at Notre Dame. I don't know how long it's going to take him to get there, right. but he's going to be a dude at Notre Dame. And yeah. anybody that's watched his film recognizes that. It's just the same way if you really went back and watched Benjamin Morrison's film in high school, you could see that he was going to be a good player. You didn't know he's going to be this good this early, but you knew he would get there. It's the same thing with Bubakar Traore. He's going to get there. He's definitely going to be able to be how I'm not going to say a day how he was, but a nice two year guy expect him to pop on the scene, uh, sort of like a Riley Mills or a Howard Cross. Those years it took for them to really get on board, 
and I think he's going to have uh, – he has the traits now. He's got a good motor. He's got a great length. And once he gets the technique and, and, and some of the uh, aggressive moves down, I think he can make a good impact. But, you know, like uh, Al Golden, I thought, was talking not too glowingly, but he definitely uh, – what stood out was the mention of having depth and how mm-hmm. that uh, that's going to play into – uh, what a long season entails, and you're definitely going to need to have depth in the trenches getting closer to playoff time. Yeah, you definitely need depth. Notre Dame um, ended up 45th opponent's yard per rush at 3.9, 32nd at opponent rushes per game at 34.5, and 38th in the nation at opponent rushing yards per game at 138. The sad thing about it is the rushing yards per game continues to grow over the last three years. So something needs to change on that defensive line. And what they got, in my opinion, were guys that will be able to get into the backfield, attack, which is what they want to do. But when you have the linebacking core over the last two years that you've recruited, you have to do a better job of getting some guys in the middle that can protect those guys. Because now you have the speed and range at linebacker to whereas if they have protectors in front of them at the D tackle position, they can go lock some things down, lock some things down, especially in the running game. Yeah, definitely. And that's what you want to be stout on is the running game and being great defensively up front, that front seven, especially those three or four guys in the beginning, I mean in the in the front line. To yeah. be able to hold down that rushing attack, especially in the second half of games, and that's where the depth plays in. So those guys, they may not be far off from the starters, which is, you know, a, the great thing about depth. They may not be the starters, but they're not far from it either from a talent perspective, and I think that's going to play and hold a lot of weight into what we're developing because you got to think we got like, some two-way guys. We got guys that have been kind of shelved that are trying to pop on scene, and it, and it and it all was still uh, stem great competition because there's still a lot of unproven guys on the D line of Jordan Patello, right? I think Riley Mills is still unproven in a lot of ways. Uh, Howard Cross, you know, uh, Josh Burnham. I think there's uh, tons of talent, but somebody in that D line's got to replace uh, the impact of what a Falski had, and the opportunity is there. I agree with you, Left. But the sleepy part of this is they do have young depth. And people, look, I keep telling people this is a young roster, man. It's a young roster. And you have to listen to what Marcus Freeman is telling you. He didn't say, I have to go get guys that can play. Because they have elite guys that can play. They're just young. Yeah. Right? And then I got pushback from people during the season when I said, I understand what Marcus Freeman is doing. He's not about to sacrifice his future for now. He's going to allow all of the young elite talent, linebackers, defensive line, to be right when they take the field. Like, you're not taking the field unless you're ready. I'm not about to allow you to have the same bad habits that we see on the field already. That's right. We're eliminating that. You're going to have the right foundation. And... That took a lot of guts to take that stance because truly there were guys standing next to him on the sideline every week that could have been out there contributing. Definitely. And I think he did the right thing by kind of not playing them too early and and letting their bodies develop into something where they can make a bigger impact when they do get a chance. And I think that's smart considering that that's still not totally your team. So I wouldn't want to, waste all of the talent that I recruited so heavily on a team that is not quite complete to where I wanted. So I think Marcus Freeman has great uh, foresight on, on, on his roster and what's coming in and what he feels like he can put together that not only add depth, but add some time for guys to be able to get the playing time as well as uh, for his class below them to be like, okay, there's the path. You take a year, develop, boom, and you can see what it's done for us. Yeah, and then you talk about Maris possibly being moved to Viper. 
You talk about Jordan Patello, Junior Tula Lamaca is being moved to Viper, or he's hybrid, linebacker Viper. You know, Notre Dame has always seemed like a program where at the D-line they're stuck in between, right? They get these guys that are 280, 285, and they want to put them on the inside. Yeah. Or they they want to play them on inside and outside. It's like, what's wrong with going and getting 300 pounds? Guys, and just putting them on the inside and letting your 270 guys be 270, 260 yeah. on the outside. We got 270 playing inside out, dropping the coverage. Like, no, just yo, let Josh Burner get up to 250 and come in and, and that quick first step, come off the edge. Let Jordan Patello come off the edge and put some size in the middle. That's going to free up the linebackers. I it always seems like the program is stuck in the middle as far as recruiting. The type type of guys they recruit, they're they always to get a want- guy like Jerry. You know, Jerry was the was different because he was a slender, big, big presence. He was a big presence, but he Six, was quick. Seven, but yeah. he was quick. But he was also slim, but also strong. It was just like you know, it it was just a great fit. And ever since then, they've been doing it. They had Isaac, Isaac Rochelle was. About six five, he was slim, but he was big. He was a big slim, you know. And and then you get you get guys like Romeo, who kind of could play inside and out, but end up being out, and then start dropping back and all type. So you know, we we definitely, I think the Bob Diaco way of letting guys be big like a two it mm. and a Knicks, but then getting versatile guys like a Shimbo, right? Guys that you know, could 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 be a hybrid, but also be a big presence. I mean, that team in 2012 was huge. All of them was huge. Yeah. You had Calabrese, you had Tuit, Knicks, Isha. I mean, it was ridiculous. So I think if we just stuck to, I mean, they, you know, college football is changing where, you know, these guys are getting faster and longer, like kind of like bigger basketball players, but you can't replace size. No. And, and to have something of 300 plus on the field, being in the middle or something, I think would be great for your football team. Yo, that's why <laughs> Justin Scott, it just makes no sense. Like, we, we were on with Tom Lemming, and, you know, I have been reporting for like a month that it just makes no sense how slow Notre Dame is playing this kid's recruitment. Almost yeah. like they're taking him for uh, granted because he's in the Chicago area and he goes to a Catholic school and they have connections on the coaching staff and the alumni at St. Ignatius Prep. I was like, dude, that's slow footing this kid and they could have already had him locked up. Like he was literally waiting for a Notre Dame offer. Yeah, Didn't even get the offer until after the Blue and Gold game. He should have been at the Blue and Gold game. Still was the number one defensive tackle in the 2024 class, 300 pounds already. You don't have to give him, you don't have to wait for Matt Bayless to add weight. He's 300 now. Now. Like some guys are, are can be ready made to play right now. We don't have to develop every freshman uh, to the fullest extent in the program. It's like Tobias Merriweather is developed as a receiver coming in. You know, he'll, he'll get a little nice half offseason of lifting, but he could play right now. I just don't understand, bro. Like, I bet you not one five-star player from the state of Alabama leaves. Like, Jalen Bakway loved Notre Dame, loved Mike Mickens. Nick Saban wasn't letting that dude leave Alabama. I don't care how much he loved Notre Dame. I don't care. I think Justin Ross got out of there and ended up at Clemson, and it came back to bite them in the butt because he lit them up in the national championship game as a true freshman. Like, but when it's a big-time talent in Chicago, it, it should be a wrap immediately. It it's over. Don't let them get out of the, uh, the area. Absolutely. What are we talking about? It's crazy. And Tom Lemming doubled down on that. Like, yo, I just don't understand how they're not on this kid 
as hard as they need to be, especially understanding they look at the numbers just like we do, bro. The rushing yards per game continues to go up every year. Every year. That's, I mean, look, Marcus Freeman, hey, what's up? What's up? You're the defensive guy. What's up? I don't know, man. You've been on the Chicago kid, too. Look, bro. I don't, you know, Mark Carmel, they just won a state championship. They have some dudes. They have some dudes that are like Illinois. Like this this kid would be a great player in Illinois. Right? Um, Christian Ben Tanker, uh, tight end, could play at Notre Dame, right? But the kid that Notre Dame is going after in Nebraska, he's a dude. Like he's the next Tyler Eifert. So I'm like, yo, I understand why they're not offering Christian. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Even though he has offers from Alabama, Georgia, I get why they're not offering him. Because that kid's better. He has a higher ceiling. But man, kids like J.J. McCarthy, kids like Carnell Tate, like, dude, you can't. I can go down the list. A.J. Henning. The list of Chicago kids. AJ Henney. Chicago kid. Hey, Emmett Mosley. You might as well call him a Chicago kid. He plays in California, but he was his father, his parents went to Notre Dame. He grew mm -hmm. up in Chicago. He just happened to move out to California. He's a Chicago kid. Most of the Mosley family is still here in Chicago. They come to visit Chicago all the time. And he's a legacy. Lock that down. Lock it down. Lock it down. And this is what we're talking about. This needs to be the next step in recruiting. Okay, we went after the big guys. We got a top seven, top five class in spite of NIL. Now in 24, we're all to a great start offensively. Now we got to go wreck shop on the defensive side. We have to. True. True. We have to. And, and losing Brandon Davis Swain, that's not a good look. Not a good look. It's not a and good that's look. A, that's a good piece. You know, that's a good piece. He may not be the the guy guy like a Jason Moore, but he'll definitely be something that's worth uh paying attention to on the scouting report. So it's going to be interesting, man, moving forward with this defensive line. Like you said, Jason Onye, Tyson Ford, uh, Gabriel Rubio, all of these guys will be factors next year. You yeah. know, I believe Justin Adamiola will be back. Riley Mills will be back. Aiden Gabira should get his opportunity to shine. Jordan Botello, Junior Tua Lamarck will be in the mix. Then you throw Maris Leofow, who I believe is going to have a come-to-Jesus conversation with the staff. Like, bro, we we got some dudes on the inside at linebacker that we have to get on the field. What's up? What's up? Like, these are the conversations that must be had. Have to. This, yeah, because if you're going to develop and close the gap defensively, you have to change the trend against the rush, like, next year. Like, next year. That has to change next year. It's yeah. got to be from the young guys because they're going to develop and you need to get the order right on the roster. Have those young guys play right now. Have them be the, the firecrackers that don't know what they don't know but play hard. And at least if they do anything, they're going to tackle the football because they're young. They're not looking at you know NFL necessarily yet. They're just thinking – all right, we need to we need to play hard. We're gonna fly around, aka Prince Carly, aka Jalen Sneed, aka Nolan Ziegler. These are gonna be the guys that you have to put out there. Junior Tula Maka, gotta put out there. So Kaiser and and Leah Fowl, you gotta play a role. You know, you gotta play a role. Your year was last year. That was your year to really pop on the scene. We're not trying to X you out of the equation, but in order to get the run game fixed, 
it's not going to come from older players. It's going to come from them young guns that got the energy to really uh, be after every snap. You guys are playing a little smarter because you had an injury. You know, you're trying to make the right play like LeBron or something. But put them young guys in there to just crash in there and see what they can do. Yeah, we can talk about education, four for 40, four for a lifetime. People want to play. Yeah. Kids come to play, man. And this culture of getting talent, you brought it up with the wide receivers. Tommy was talking about they're great. I've been loving these kids since a freshman, a sophomore in high school. Really? Okay. Then we shouldn't, they should be on the field early. And all three are early enrollees. They should be on the field early. We shouldn't be waiting for seven, eight weeks to see them come out and block and not get targets. And it's the same thing. Eventually, you're going to have to get these guys in. They need to be ready to play. Or be honest. They need to be be ready to play. Tyson Ford needs to play next year and make an impact. 100%. Jason Onye needs to play next year and make an impact. Aiden Byron needs to play next year and make an impact. Or else, what are we doing? What are we doing? Lucky Lefty Podcast. Al Golden also talked about his favorite group because he coached it in the NFL. And I got to keep it a buck, man. Even at the left, I love watching Pratt and that crew and Cincy, bro. Yeah, came- Pratt was, man, Pratt was everywhere. Love watching him play. Man. He was aggressive. He was making tackles. He's like Demario Davis for me. Man. New Orleans. So you see what he developed there and how well they're still developing. You have to love it. Yeah, well, so- Cincinnati's linebacking core that last year during the Super Bowl was excellent. Mm-hmm. And so I can only imagine what he's going to do with talented linebackers that are all in the same class, that all are hungry and got the same amount of time to get in there. I mean, it should be, I'm telling you, the linebacker core with Al Golden, Marcus Freeman, and James Laronitis is no way not going to be the best crew on the team. You want to be a defensive-led team, that's where it's going to come from, that linebacker group. He, you know, Marcus Freeman was there with the Vernon Golsons and the AJ Hawks mm-hmm. and James and him. I mean, for a while, linebacker, you was at Ohio State for a minute now. That's true. And Al Golden said he loves this crew that he got in the 23 class. In, in that group, as you're looking for four down players, you know, guys that can, can obviously play the three downs on defense and then uh, also on special teams. And, I think, uh, you know, all three of those guys have a chance to do that. Um, Length is important, you know, because you want to have the ability to to play multiple fronts. And I think that's one thing that, you know, with Jalen Sneed and Ziggler coming on, you know, you're starting to see, you know, more length in that room. Um, And that will give us the ability to transition some of those guys, you know, to a different look on second and long or third down. And um, obviously, uh, with uh, with Drake and Zint, they definitely can do that, and and uh, Jaden has shown that he can be a really good sub linebacker too. So, um, really excited that, about that room in general. Now we we talked to Drake Bowen, and he flat out said they told him that he's going to start out at week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how you do it. They want him at week. So um, he'll probably go is, week and then end up at middle or something. Yeah. This is the best thing that I heard. He basically said, we got we to move some people out of the way because Jalen and Nolan Ziegler are coming. That, that's that's what, what he said. That's what he said. That's what, that's what you want to hear. I don't, I, don't, dude, I don't forget what he said about the freshman. That man stood in front of the media and said, Jalen Sneed and Nolan Ziegler are coming. Yeah. We're going to have to find right a way. Yeah, we're going to have to find a way. That means I don't care. J.D., Hot whoever. We got to have a conversation. Because these two dudes, we need them on the field. ASAP. We need them on the field. They get another offseason, add another 10 pounds, get a little faster. Jalen Sneed has already talked, man. He has some of the best energy in the interviews from the players. Now I'm ready to get on the field and kick butt. 
I'm like, right. okay, okay. And that's what we've been looking for. for that's sure. what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear. And so, look, he loves Drake. He loves Jaden Osbury. What you're great for that? Look, I'm gonna be honest, man. That's a top. That's a top three linebacker crew. I, I might get him an A minus. Yes, as a sure. linebacker group. As as an expectation, it should be an A. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm expecting them to be an A. Yeah. Plus during yeah. the season, but A minus is where y'all got to come out starting for me. If you really want to know who Jay Nosberry is, go watch the matchup against Arch Manning in the playoffs. The kid totally dominated the game defensively. Totally dominated the game. Drake Bourne, what do you want to say, Mr. Indiana? I think Best the thing one. about Drake, I think oh, the yeah. thing about Drake Bourne, he's just going to be the most solid and consistent linebacker uh, throughout his time there. He's going to be the most reliable. I think he's, you know, a pretty heady player already, and he's got great talent. I think he's sort of like a damn. What is the linebacker's name before the Wolf Hunter? Uh, in Jalen. Clark Lee or Sam Lee? What's his name? Clark Lee was the defensive coordinator. No, no, no. The, the linebacker that was right before Jalen and Dallas. Oh, oh, oh. Sean Lee. Sean Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Drake Bowen is 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 very much Sean Lee like, uh, without the injuries, of course. But when he was playing well, I think he was just very active. Yeah, uh, great component to a, a strong linebacking core. I think when you think of why it's an A group, a lot of that is because Drake Bowen's in that mix. Maybe not the the most talented linebacker or the best at that allotted time, but he's mm-hmm. damn for sure in the top two, if not three. Yeah, I agree with that. And then Preston Zenter is vastly underrated. Vastly underrated. You turn on his senior film and the jump he took, and this kid is still growing. This kid might get up to 6'5", 6'4", like just long arms. He's practicing coming off the edge. And look, B plus, A minus for the linebacking group. Absolutely. But even with him talking about the youngsters, the greatest thing he said is that Jalen and Nolan are coming. Are coming. That's the best thing he said. And we're going to play them. Oh, heck yeah. Because they're playing in a bowl game. Lucky Lucky Podcast. DBs, bro. They only got two, but the two they got, they're pretty darn good. Christian Gray, Micah Bell. You talk about being happy. Whew. Al Golden talking about his defensive backs. First, um, just a great uh, mentality, great attitude, competitor. Um, just really one of the backbones of this of this class. You know, never wavered. Um, unbelievable relationship uh, that he and his family forged with uh, with our staff here and uh, Coach Mickens and uh, Coach Freeman. So, uh, really excited about. Uh, you know, his prospects and, and the ability for him to make an impact early. And then Micah, you know, uh, the speed, you know, that's hard to find, you know, really, really hard to find. Um, you know, just uh, I think in a lot of ways, you know, he could play corner. He could play nickel inside. I'm, I'm sure uh, Coach Mace is going to try to get him to return kicks and punts. Um, but really just uh, a, a kid that uh, is one of the faster kids in this class overall. Basically, he's letting you know Christian Gray is going to be playing early. <laughs> Christian Gray is going to play early. Look, Christian Gray in his senior year played against Jeremiah McClellan, Ryan Wingo, Carnell Tate, Austin, and I was one other. He played against like five top 200 wide receivers. And he won all the battles. True 4-4 kid, tall, lanky, played both ways, played receiver as well. But this met 
So now you have him. Now you have Benjamin Morrison, right? You bring a, a very, very hungry Cam Hart back, who's actually yes. going to get some attempts next year. Oh, a lot. You know, you have Jaden Mickey. If you get some of the juniors to step up, some of the red shirt sophomores to step up, look, man, you have to be able to play man to man if you're going to win a national championship. We're talking about closing the gap. Notre Dame, just two years ago, the defensive backfield was a problem. It was a problem. That problem is being solved on a year by year basis. Mike Mickens is doing an incredible job. 100%. I think he's underratedly uh, one of the, the better coaches on staff just from a instant impact from guys that are just getting there as well as developing guys that have been there. And I think Cam Hart understands what Mike Mickens can do for him and bring to the team uh, on that side of football. And so I think Mike Mickens is, is, is standalone right now and uh, improving how, how much he can develop and get guys ready to play. He's done it at other schools, but for him to do what he's doing so far with these young guys and the guys coming in, you don't need too many corners. I think the two that we got are definitely impact players uh, from a talent and athletic standpoint. And then you put a touch of Mike Mickens on it, you you really dealing out there for real. Oh, I don't know who they get to play slot. Uh, Jaden Mickey was not happy with playing. He feels like, look, I'm a field corner. Yeah. But it's going to be tough, bro, because it's going to be tough to keep Christian Gray off the field. It's, it's going to be very tough to keep him off the field, that combination with him and Morrison. But it, and he's an early enrollee. Both of your defensive backs are early enrollees coming in, Michael Bell and Christian Gray. So competition. That's what we've been asking for, right? Let's compete. You know, let's see who's the dog in the room and who rises to the top. And we're going to see that on full display come the spring and in the fall with the cornerback position. Should be fun to watch, Left. It should be great. You know, I'm super excited just to see uh, how it's going to turn out, man. Them DBs are going to be competitive, that's for sure. Man. You say that again. Let's go back. What's your, what's your grade for the two cornerbacks? I think it's a nice B only because um, it's two of them. Uh, and I think that with what we have, I don't want to give them too much of a high rating because, you know, A, A plus, A minus is like you're playing next year. So I think B is a good starting point because you can, you can still get better from it and you can definitely still tank from it too. Well, I'll tell you one thing. If they put Michael Bell back there on punt return and kick return, we definitely not fair catch you next year. Yeah, not at all. And uh, punt returns won't be as slow as they were with Brandon Joseph this year. No. That dude looked like he was on Atari 2600 and we in a PS5 world. We can't have that. Can't no, have it that. wasn't explosive to say. <laughs> no, it wasn't explosive at all. <laughs> Lucky Lucky Podcast. There was one individual that he talked about and was asked about, just one player on the defense individually, and that was your favorite player in the class. And he talked about the dynamic two-way athlete, Brandon Hillman. Al Golden gave his thoughts. You know, obviously uh, he could play safety. Um, you know, he's big enough to be, a, a, you know, a rover, if you will. Uh but what's not to like about him? You know, he's a team captain. Um, again, anytime you can get a quarterback, um, you're you're basically, um, you know, you're basically taking a player that his high school coach has already deemed him good enough to give him the keys to, to the car, right? So, again, if that high school coach and their staff, uh, you know, careers and success depend a lot on that quarterback. So when you make that guy your leader and make him the face of your program, it says a lot about me. And then when you look at the competitive nature of the kid and his makeup um, and just the, the type of uh, family background he has, uh, I'm really excited about him. Your favorite player in the class, Left. 
I'm excited to see how they use him. I think he's right. He's big enough to play multiple positions. He's not afraid uh, to make contact and be physical, which at a young age, man, he's flying around, putting his head in there, and he's an athlete, a freak of nature athlete. I mean, quick twitch. He's moving at a – like you can tell he's fast, but he moves at a different pace than the guys he's playing around, and that's an indicator of you making an impact right away and being special right away. Because it's just like he's sped up and everybody else around him is running. So yeah. I think that type of uh, what it looks like on film is what it's going to translate to on the field. And I think the coaching staff is excited to see what they can do. It's like testing out, you know, uh, the, the new game boy. You just, oh, you can do this, you can do that. Oh, shoot, you can do anything. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So it's a bunch of ooh and ahs that I think is going to be fun. Now, how he handles it is another thing, but uh, with the competition and the culture that we have, I think he can fit in right away. It's so funny because Tommy Reese was also asked about Brandon Hillman and the media joked, I guess you lost the uh, the debate in the coach's room for him to be on the offensive side of the ball, and Tommy just laughed it off like, yeah. So that, that goes to show you, like, both Tommy sides of the <laughs> said, Tommy. Tommy, you know Tommy. He wasn't. He's like, yeah, I know. I didn't fight that hard, but all right. Lucky Lucky Podcast, Bad Apple Podcast, Spotify, CFB Nation, Irish Breakdown. Man, all of our great content. We want you to go right now. Set it up for automatic download, right? Leave us five stars. We appreciate your comments and your support, man. I think we did something like the two shows we did, no, the three shows we've done over the last two days. We did something incredible like almost 6,000 downloads left. 6,500 in like one day. It was crazy. So LL Nation, your support. We thank you so much. We continue to grow. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. You already know. We do it and we will always continue to spin it different. So he talked about Brandon Hillman. And the last time, I think we looked at his offensive film and maybe one play defensively. So, Left, since he was your favorite player, I thought it only right that we go ahead and look at his film one more time and look at what makes this young man so great. Brandon Hillman, defensive side of the ball. Just... Just a freaking player, man. I love watching this film because you would think it's two different players. It's like cut the offensive tape on. Okay, we can do something. Cut the defensive tape on. Oh, yeah, we're doing something. All right, come on. Come on. Oh, who's doing that? Yeah, yeah. Time to right. Time to right. Go get him. Time to right. Go get him. You know, just exciting to watch a screen popper for sure. Look at that. Look at that. Cross the field looking like Jalen Smith and then finishing. What wrap up? You know, that's that Jalen Sneed type of tackle. What wrap up? I'm running through you. And it's the guy that has the enough skill set to take a five-step drop and throw a touchdown. And he's out here hitting like he's Ray Lewis. Look at this. Look at this. Boo! On the track. I love watching the fact that he can have pace. He moves at a different speed. And he's a great open field tackler. He doesn't allow the uh, offensive player to set him up with different types of moves. He's either going to say, I'm hitting you, or you're going to avoid the tackle somehow. I I like the aggressiveness. He just blew that dude up. Yeah, like. The aggressiveness, the aggressiveness, and the and the effort alone, because that's what tackling is. You gotta want to tackle, and this kid wants to tackle. He don't want to play defense. He wants to tackle. It's a different attitude. It's a mindset type of thing. He's like, yeah, I I play I play football, but I I want to tackle. A lot of guys play football, I want to play defense. Oh, I want to 
backpedal, you know, ball skill, do a bunch of training and, you know, cone drills and ladders and look sexy, flexy on Instagram. He's like, I play football, I play defense, but I want to tackle. And that's and that's the type of physicality and aggressiveness that you need. This, you know, he plays like, you know, I probably wouldn't leave him in my house by himself, you know. He'd probably be the type to come over your house and go straight to your fridge. You don't even tell him you can get whatever you want. He'd probably go straight to the fridge, make him a sandwich or something. You know. Like I said, they use them all over the field, left. You saw him line up corner in the field, corner in the boundary, safety, single hide, cover two, two man, man, two. The, and the he, just, he just and wants the, to hit. Yeah. He just wants to – he's going to find the ball. He t- he wants to find the ball. And on top of that, I think what Al Golden said fits him perfectly. When you're the team captain and the quarterback and the dog on offense, he's a dog, left. Like, he's a dog. He has a dog mentality. Yeah. It, it doesn't stop just because he goes to the defensive side of the ball. That's who oh. he is. That's just who he, yeah. His his football is offensively where he gotta you know train and do the skill. But when he wants to be a dog, he plays defense. And that's just that's just who he is as a as a as a football player is defense. Yeah. And then on the other side, it's like okay, I, I got some talent, I got some skill, I'm an athlete, you know, I can run around. But on on defense side, he can play anywhere. Yeah. Because his attitude and his edge and his personality and how he is mentally, it, he can survive anywhere. You know, some guys don't want to be in that box. He'll be in the box. Yeah, He got just enough speed to be in the secondary too. But either side, either way, he's coming downhill and he's smacking something. So I think that's exactly what we need on the defensive side, you know, because guys like that, inspire and uh, uh, energize the other players on the defense to not be afraid to hit something either. No. You know, a lot of times you just need one or two guys on defense set the tone, smack a dude out of bounds or crush the quarterback or something, and everybody's, okay, it's time to it's time to play. Yeah. But if we got a bunch of guys that's just trying to bring him down softly, put a pillow under his, you know, under his head so he doesn't get too hurt or concussions or nothing, it – that's what makes these secondary running backs have the yards they do. Because they're going to go back to the sideline and be like, oh, you're not tackling today. They're trying to hug us. They're trying to hug us. It's time to get right. Yeah, man. Uh, that's what we're seeing on each level. Now, the safety position is where they think he's going to start out, which is good. Because that's the one thing I didn't want them to play around with him. Don't right. play around with him. Bring him in, give him a shot of quarterback, and then move. No, 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 no. Give him his slot, give him his spot, and let him rock out. Yeah. When he That's gets it. older, then, you know, play around. Like a Dory. Dory didn't start out doing both. He went straight to defense. Right. And then senior year, they threw him in on offense to run a couple plays. That's about it. Man. So let him go to safety. You add him to Ben Minich and you add him to a Don Shuler. What's your grade for the safeties? Now I already know you're going to be a little harsh on this one. No, I got him as a B. I think okay. just a solid grade. I think I don't really know too much about a Don Shuler too much, but uh, I am excited to see that they got some aggressiveness and some speed um, in that secondary, especially that safety position to where. You know, it can make us a little more intimidating when it comes to stopping the run. Yeah. I think in certain situations, they can use him as a uh, – if they go to a – not nickel, but like a, a big nickel package, he can go into the rover spot. But like Al Golden said, you know, in his comments – you know, matter of fact, no, we haven't gotten to that clip, but this is Al Golden because he talks about it right here. This is Al Golden talking about the safeties. Again, a lot of these guys, I think I mentioned it with Hillman playing offense. So uh, for uh, for Adon, you know, leading his team to a state championship a year ago, something that's never been done at the school. 
or at least in quite some time, but I'm pretty sure uh, Coach Smoke said it hadn't been done in, in forever, um, which is great. And um, But I had a chance to watch him practice you know, live in the spring. And then here's a guy um, like Hillman who's, you know, he's playing Wildcat quarterback on offense. And um, so uh, really excited about, you know, all these guys can strike. They're really a physical group. And uh, Adon, obviously, really physical player and a competitor. Uh, ben Minnick, I had the fortune, good fortune of seeing him, him play live uh, early in the year. And, um, you know, he had a fake punt. Um, had some great tackles in the open field on defense at safety, uh, game-catching touchdown uh, with seconds remaining in the game on offense. Um, uh, so, again, just a really, really smart player that's physically tough and, and uh, you know, just versatile. And uh, you, you love those guys that can play multiple positions. So, again, that group, uh, can't wait for them to get here. It's a lot of players on this defense, man, in this 23 class that play both ways. <laughs> so at least they have ball skills. You know that, right? Because what have we heard with the defensive backfield safeties at Notre Dame? They're always in position. They just can never make a play on the ball. No. Your boy Nick Coleman. <laughs> Nick Coleman, good grief. So, look, man, we love what Notre Dame did defensively, and we know the losses, like the obvious losses. It is what it is. But one thing I will say, Marcus Freeman continues to say, the middle of this roster was not good enough to win a national championship. In two years, he has solidified that defensively. They have depth, young depth over the next two years, is going to have an opportunity to really make an impact in college football. Then they're going to go out in the 24 class, and I truly believe they're going to continue to go after elite talent Yeah, on the defensive side of the ball. They're not backing off. They're going to double down and continue to go after elite talent. They learned their lesson. He said it himself at his press conference. We took notes. We asked, why didn't we get this guy? Why did this guy decommit? And we're going to learn from that. And they're going to move forward. Right? That's right. They need the man. Come camp out downtown. Right there off Roosevelt Road. It's a couple of nice Hilton, Hilton hotels. Right down the street from Justin Scott. And his high school. Send one of the interns, assistants, somebody. Yeah, somebody, somebody got to go down there. Every every day, let him see a Notre Dame jacket in that building. It's, it's that serious. It is that serious. I mean, Notre Dame de- defensively, they were 18th in the nation against the pass, left. I know. You know that's a vast improvement for Notre Dame. 18th in the nation against the pass? And they're getting more talent in the defensive backfield. So you can look for that to improve. At some point, they're going to be top 10. But that defensive line and that rush defense, man, something's got to happen. That's right. Something something has to happen. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Let's get to some of these, these questions before we get out of here. Adam Blair, Shauna Malik. What are y'all early needs for the 24 class since the 23 class is over with? Giant D-lineman. It really is that simple. Giant. I'm talking about we should be leading the country in D-lineman signees. They need, I, I would say, a big-time safety. Maybe That'd be nice. Yeah. Maybe two big-time safeties and, and continue to build with that defensive back class. Carson Hobbs, I'm telling you now, Carson Hobbs is only a three-star now. Carson Hobbs is going to be top two, 200. Mm. Okay. Summer circuit, just go watch his film. I've never left. I've never seen a kid. All he wants to do is play man-to-man. <laughs> Every snap. Every snap. Every snap. <laughs> I don't care if they're in, I don't care if they're in cover four. 
Yeah. He's up like, dude, I'm going to make it look like. Like, he's mad if he's not playing man-to-man. And his attitude. That'd be great for what we need. His attitude and confidence, man, fits right in. But like you said, left, that's exactly what we need. I don't know. I thought I, I thought I sent you his film, left. Uh, let me. I, I don't. I gotta check. But we definitely need that raw, aggressive energy, guys that are going out there with 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 unstable thoughts. You know, I always think it's funny they talk about character issues. Yeah, they should have some character issues if you're playing football at a high level. You can't have no nice guys out there thinking sanely. You got to have some guys with some edge, like some Adamican suit. I mean, cause fact, were- here you go, Lev. I'll let you check him out right quick. Archbishop Moeller, Ohio. You know what it is. Oh, I you know what it is. Okay, GCL South. Proud conference member, myself, toughest, one of the toughest and top football divisions. Look and at him, left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what we do, man. Ohio's Ohio's finest. Ohio's finest is locking up. Like I said, man, I talked to him. Actually talked to Coach Mickens, and Coach Mickens said, "Yeah, he's mad when he's not playing man to man, bumper up. They got him in zone. No sir. Yep, yep. That's against Mass in Ohio. They have a nice indoor facility. By the way, yeah, this is his junior film. Yep, yep." Kid looks like he's lined up all sides, man. Just eager to play man to man. See, this is how Sauce Gardner got started right here. Mm-hmm. Locking stuff up. Off man, looking at the quarterback. Uh-uh. Good job. So once again, he's going to grow. He's going to go up in the rankings. Confident kid, attitude. You got to love it. So, yeah, I think you keep adding to that defensive backfield and a pass rusher, right? You need maybe two big-time pass rushers in this next class left. Two. Yeah, probably two. Like home run hitters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll say we'll win the championship. Yeah. Yep, yep. K-Mac, off topic, but do you see us losing any coaches post-bowl game? Not not yet. We was 8-4. But we get that putting some 11-12 win seasons together. <laughs> there ain't nobody want no 8-4 coach. Hell no. Yeah, yeah. And I agree maybe, with Maybe Brian. our special teams, Brian Mason. Maybe Brian Mason. Yeah. But he should only leave for like a John Harbaugh head coaching job. Um, Berkshire Yank, with all respect, we continue to take Waffle and Heinish. These guys, yeah, you you have to get bigger on the interior, man. You can't have six one, six foot guys. You got to get some guys six three, six four, monsters, man. Knockdown passes. Jerry was six seven. Yes, Jerry Tillery was six 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 seven, bro. Facts. That's what we need. Yeah. Drunk Vigo said Peyton Bowen is making me listen to Tupac. I ain't mad at you. Uh, man. So, left, you know, our hypothetical that we put out yesterday based upon some things that we heard, our hypothetical yeah. was, was actually spot on. Somebody yeah. got in his ear. It was yeah. like... Uh, I, yeah, you know, he reached back out, said he wanted to be in the class, and uh, the door was kind of slammed in his face, though. 
<laughs> so it was kind of slammed in his face. I'll leave it at that. Lucky <laughs> podcast. Thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, man. It's six degrees, six below up here, left. It might be a it's Netflix. Bad. It might be a Netflix day for your boy once I make this last run to the mall. That's okay, man. That's okay. It's it be like that sometimes. It's Friday. Have a good one. You, you know? going to the beach? You going to the beach, Archie? You going you don't to the beach? Know Archie. I'm having fun in the sun. You don't want to know what I'm doing. You don't want to know. <laughs> you already know what time it is. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Story of the Day, brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. Once again, we're not reporting anything, we're just telling you that it seems like our hypothesis yesterday that we put out based upon the information and intel we did have via Irish Breakdown of Brian Driscoll. That, yeah, indeed, it was Peyton Bourne that called, tried to get back in the class, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> so you know, you know why Peyton Bourne is still on the petty train, right? Right? That tweet, respect my decision. Bro, you, you have no leverage to ask for respect, bro. None. None. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You just have none. It's just none he's like no please level. stop talking bad about me that's what he meant respect my decision man please just stop talking bad about me my like i just want to be left alone man i just want peace for I my family about, yeah i just i just want peace for my family you the one turning upside <laughs> down ain't nobody tell you to do all that crazy stuff man look you was getting you was getting your your butt toasted he ain't like it. You like, I'm, I'm the five star though. No, no, no. When you threw Indy's hat down, everybody was just like, you done messed up. You know hey, you done man. messed up. You know, his mother crafted a nice apology tweet. No, I don't apologize. Uh, you know. You know. Takes a lot of courage to, to apologize, bro, and admit you're wrong. I'll give the young man that. But uh yeah, as far as that respect my decision, come on, man. Jimbo Fisher, my man, you have to go on the petty train, Jimbo. I don't know. Because what is he talking about? Dude, man, this dude here. Yeah, take a listen, man. Out the year, but I mean Overall, did you ever uh, picture things going this way as far as transfer portals, NIL, things like that? You mean in college football? Career? Yes, sir. I knew eventually pay for play. I didn't know if it NIL like it came about. And the, like I say, the, the problem with all of it is there's no consistency in rules. And then when you get into the portal, there's so much tampering going on. It's, it's utterly ridiculous. I mean, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke in ruling college football. And, like, I heard the, I was the coach at UTSA the other day. I think he was – I mean, those guys there, and all of a sudden everybody's robbing their players and taking their – I mean, using them. I mean, that level of players at, at that – I mean, we, this is not good for college football as far as how it's done. I'm not saying being able to transfer is not bad. I'm not saying paying players is not bad. But the current rules and status of how it's done, the way it's done, is ridiculous. I mean, but it is here. So, everybody's got the same issues. Everybody's got the same problems. And, you know, the ones that keep pushing the rules and breaking them will – get rewarded and the other ones are you've got to keep fight scratching and clawing to do things the right way but you can do it that way and win always have <laughs> you didn't 
You didn't win with NIL, and you haven't won without it. Well, he did win a national championship with your boy. With crab legs. With, with crab legs, but <laughs> that's about it. That's about it. He ran Florida that's State to the ground. Yeah, you you can't win cheating. So, whatever, dude. You, you look like a fool. Dude, this dude cheated and got left at the altar. Terrible. Come on, fam. He's got to do better. So, yeah, Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. Everybody. Thank you so much. Um, I wish nothing but the best for you all this holiday season, man. I wish great times, great experiences with your family. Don't eat too much. Don't make yourself sick. And uh, stay prayerful, man. Stay happy. Keep a positive mindset. Continue to speak affirmations over your life. Speak good things into your life. And as I always say, love on one another, man. That's a lot easier. It's a lot better energy. Just go ahead and love on one another. Left, you got some words for LL for the holiday season? You know, I don't celebrate holidays too much, but listen. <laughs> go out there and uh, enjoy the time off work. How about that? Hey, that's good enough right there. Enjoy the time with your family. Enjoy the time off work. And, uh, yeah, man, we'll see you guys next week. Another great episode of the Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. Enjoy your family, man. Be blessed. Left, you a wild boy, dog. <laughs> you a wild boy. <laughs> spend, make sure you spend it different this weekend, man. Oh, Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.